When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello everybody and welcome to our Royal Blue podcast in association with Sport Pacer. And uh, just to introduce the lads around the table, we've got the regulars, uh, Gavin and Scotty, just about recovered I think from what they witnessed at the weekend. Uh, myself, Dave Prentice and a uh, special guest this week, Sam Carroll, uh, not that long ago, was, um, was on the books at the Blues, a uh, schoolboy I believe, a uh, promising goalkeeper he tells me, but uh, <laughs> not quite. But he was there at the weekend and uh, we're going to A, analyse, you know, try to analyse what went wrong at the weekend and then try and put a bit more of a positive spin on things and look forward uh, to the game on Thursday and you know, so maybe some of the changes we would make or otherwise for that. First things first, we can't get away with it, it was pretty dire at the weekend. Um, Easy to say, where did it go wrong? But, you know, in hindsight, or not even with hindsight, I think, you know, before the game, I think a few of us suggested that we were a bit surprised with the makeup of the team. Certainly no Dominic Calvert-Lewin up front and no physical presence or focus. Is that fair? Is uh, that something that you think uh, Ronald got wrong on the day? I totally agree, Dave. I think when the teams dropped at two o'clock, didn't we? we we seen Sandro Ramirez up front and we knew that Wayne Rooney was probably going to play behind with Gilfie Sigurdsson. Now, when you're looking at, we're playing against probably one of the best defences in the Premier League, and then you've got Sanzo Ramirez up front on his own, and it just didn't stand up for what Ronald Koeman thought was going to happen. We all obviously thought that Calvert-Lewin was going to play, and it turns out that, I just don't know, it, it just it led into what Everton Tottenham wanted really, didn't it? They, they just sort of, we, we, Everton huffed and puffed for say 20 minutes, and then Tottenham, Tottenham just took charge of the game. I thought Koeman got his formation wrong, his tactics wrong, Team selection wrong. He was totally to blame for Saturday, and I think a lot of fans that I spoke to after the match, they were venting their anger towards the manager, and rightly so. I think he got a lot wrong on Saturday, and fingers need to be pointed in the direction of the. Yeah, he's all well and good pointing fingers in the in the direction of players like Nias and Barkley and Morales. Well, I think he needs to take a long card look at himself for what he's done on Saturday. Yeah, he's good at admitting that afterwards, didn't he? Where he said that um, tactically. Um, Spurs won the battle of wits. You know we couldn't handle their midfield diamonds, and that worried me a little bit. You know because as a coach, you'd imagine you know if that took him by surprise, yeah. um, you know take steps to change it and modify it. You know so during the course of the game, which he said he tried to do at half time, and then obviously we're caught cold for the sucker punch of another goal uh, straight afterwards, which I suppose brings us on to the. We don't want to go and pull individuals apart here, but it's going to be difficult not to focus on certain individuals because that third goal it was the killer goal. And uh, again, Ronald said afterwards that uh, the team system meant that Cuco Martino was getting pulled out of position, having to like sort of pull in to try and cover the, uh, the, you know, the midfielders that were breaking through. And as a result, get Ben Davis far too much space. Me personally, I just don't think Cuco Martino has enough defensive qualities uh, to be able to do that role effectively. Uh, Greg going forward, I loved some of his crosses, I loved some of his penetrating runs further mm. forward. But I just think defensively, the second goal I thought he was responsible for with his poor clearance, and the third goal, he never got close enough to Ben Davis. Discuss. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you could argue there's probably eight or nine scapegoats, can't you, for, uh, yeah. for, for, you know, for, for Saturday? 
I was I had, a, I had a list of mental stuff that I was going to mention on the podcast, yeah. and I had Michael Balls column last night, and he couldn't fit into it. Which, to be fair, is 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 a, is a good thing. I mean, the yeah. one I mean, talking about selection, I can't understand that Jags has not played for a fortnight, and Williams yeah. has played two two you know key international games, and yeah. Jags is on the bench, and Williams plays. So I just couldn't understand that. Uh, the the Sanzo thing maybe was. He got he got hooked off early, didn't he? At Chelsea, whether he wanted to mm. give him more game time, sort of, yeah. you know, a sort of psychological thing. I, I wasn't too obsessed about that, but it's it's this, you know, you can see the smile off John the summer for me when he talks about selection and it, it picks up what you were saying that they're planning about like them down the midfield, yeah. whatever. He's having like three plays exactly the same behind Ramirez. I mean, they all look yeah. the same for the staff from the distance, including, <laughs> including Sanzo, you know. Um, all three of them, and that was part of the problem. Was they're all naturally sort of playing in the middle of the pitch, so yeah. there's no width, and that meant, like as you say, there's nobody on the right hand side. I mean, doing any cover whatsoever because yeah. Ben Davis played the entire game. He had the course of the pitch to himself. Really. He was exposed, wasn't he? You know, yeah. and I think that was the problem. Those were the two problem areas for me. But the entire pitch was, you know, aside from that, but those were the two main bits. You know, the Williams Jags thing and, and the three behind uh, Sandra. I'm just trying to get in the way of thinking what Ronald Koeman had thought. Maybe he's thinking Phil Jagielka cannot do Tottenham, Atlanta, Manchester United in the space of a week. A 30 odd year old defender getting on. Yeah. Now he can't do them three games. So maybe he's thinking. He'll do me for Atlanta and then Manchester United. He cannot do t- the, t- the three tough games. Don't forget, we're playing Possibly, Italy away yeah. and we're playing Manchester United and two Champions League teams. I prefer to see him play against Tottenham and Man United. Isn't that what Cuban may be thinking? I've got more chance of qualifying for the Champions League via the Vuitton well, well, Europa League. Well, I play my best team in there. Carver Lewin, maybe. Like, that's why. What, what do you think? <laughs> do you see any positives yeah. in the weekend? That's <laughs> thought. Ghana, Ghana's always a positive really when you when you see him having a go. Yeah. I think the the most worrying thing for me about the game, and I think it'll be worrying for Koeman, I think last season we were up there for the most number of points won in the last few minutes or the most number of goals scored. We were up there for the most number of points yeah. taken from behind. As soon as Kane scored Saturday... There was an acceptance, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could see it on the faces. Yeah. We did not have a chance. And a bit yeah. like what you said, first 20 minutes or so, they got the crowd going a little bit because they were yeah. pressing and it did seem to be working, but... As soon as Kane scored, then Davis just had the freedom the, of the, the left. The, the big worry for me is that um, I think there were seven players started the game at the weekend uh, that hadn't been at the club last season. And so, you know, you're trying to assimilate all these new players into a system, but also all those characters that don't really know each other you know, that well. And I was looking, I haven't actually finished it yet, but looking at other seasons where we've gone into a campaign with a similar number of you know, new faces. Yeah, please, yeah. 81 is the obvious one, yeah, the Magnificent yeah. Seven. And then um, David Moyes' first season, there were four or five new faces. Um, there's a few other occasions where I think four players you know, have actually started the season. And Walter Smith, that was it, in 1998. I think there were four faces that were new. And it's never really worked. It takes a while for those players to like settle down and get to know each other. Really. Yeah, is the point, Dave, then, concluding to that, that we've just played, arguably, Chelsea and Tottenham best two teams in the league according to last season yeah. now we've been beaten by them so that's probably you can't put Everton on, on a barometer with them so see for argument's sake we've beaten Stoke got a point on Manchester City does that basically tell us where we are at is that gulf widening well that's the point isn't it I mean it goes back to your but that that it was just a lack of fighting and, and yeah. like the lack of leadership, I thought. You can accept being beaten, but you yeah, want to be you know, beaten I mean, with a bit of uh, guts and a I mean, bit of go. If we'd have played the entire game, like the first 20 minutes and got beat, say, one or, one or two nil, you would have said, 
you know, Spurs is extra quality, he's just yeah. sort of done it. But it wasn't that at all, was it? It was just like a massive chasm that wasn't necessarily down to the quality of players on the pitch, it was down to like character and attitude and stuff. And I just I just felt that that was also the case at Chelsea where we, we got beat we got beat, but that could have been a bit of a pacing as well. And, yeah. and I think that's the worrying thing for me at the moment. Is that that's just general acceptance of yeah. and those big games that like well, as we were saying earlier, just didn't, it? didn't happen. Yeah, if yeah. you think back, when was the last time Everton went away to one of the you know, top teams. teams in the league and had a, at least had even had a goal? goal. You can't remember. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Get a get a point or get a win. We haven't had a goal. Yeah. I think I think it's it's unfair to 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 try and gauges between Tottenham. A lot of fans were doing that when I was interviewing them outside the match. They're going, "We're miles away from Tottenham." We're a, I was going, "It's unfair because Tottenham, this Tottenham team." Full of quality, Ericsson, Dembele. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tottenham yeah. bringing Dembele on from the from the bench. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They had Ericsson, Ali, Kane, quality footballers. Yeah, this Everton team. This is the fourth league match together. Fourth league match together. Yeah, this yeah. Tottenham team have been t- playing together for two or three years with a quality manager. Funny enough, that was what Ronald was asked after the game. Someone said, "Does this indicate, you know, so how far away from Tottenham you are?" And he made exactly that point. He said it's unfair to say that because that Tottenham team has been together for a long, long time. You know, this Everton team hasn't. So we have to be patient. We have to try and let them bed in. And equally, we've got to put into perspective the fixture list has been absolutely, you know, ruthless on at the start of the season. And, you know, continue to be so at the weekend as well. And so you've got to try and bear all that in mind. You just, it's a little bit dispiriting when you're com- comfortably beaten, you know, like uh, Chelsea away, yeah. Tottenham at home, it's not, it's not even close, don't even look like scoring a goal. Well, it's dispiriting in some respects, the fact that actually, I think Phil said at, halfway through the second half on, on Saturday, Spurs can make the score any, any, yeah, anything yeah. they want. They want you know to get I mean? their like, goals you know, Yeah, but going back to your point, Plano, is, I know like it's a new team, but yeah, okay, we accept that, but surely your strategy as a manager has to be by players that, you know, I've got the right balance yeah. in the team and like the recruitment hasn't really had that balance has it that they've recruited three or four players who were sort of like pretty similar as I was saying He's, he hasn't he hasn't brought a striker in they still never you know I said to you Tote now on the pod I think a couple of weeks ago is that I, I felt that not bringing another central defender in of quality could be as damaging as not yeah, yeah. Bring, having a centre forward. And I think people missed that on, on you know, transfer mm. deadlines. And that came across, didn't it? I mean, Williams, yeah. was, Williams was just yeah, was gentle, awful, wasn't he? Yeah. Wasn't but he? I, I wonder how much analysis goes into the character of the players, because we talked before about there being a lack of fight. Mm. And, you know, David Moyes, you know, for all his you know, deficiencies and what dithering Davy and not making yeah. a decision in the transfer market, the level that he went down to in you know, analysing players, he didn't make the decisions quickly because he wanted to know absolutely everything about them. Not just the qualities on the pitch, but what kind of people they are, what kind of trainers they were, you know, their attitude, their character. And I just wonder whether that level of analysis has gone into the players that were brought. An awful lot of them are being brought in, and we don't really know what kind of characters they are. Yep. And you know, There seemed to be, for me, too many heads that went down too quickly at the weekend. Wayne Rooney was having a go, probably getting a bit too much. He was yeah. getting frustrated, and you know that yellow card was you know, waiting to happen. Uh, but not enough other players you could see seem to be angered or hurt by it. Not visibly so, mm. and that for me was as much yeah. of a problem as the lack of quality. I agree with Dave. There, the, the concern is that a lot of them players have been former captains with their clubs. Wayne Rooney, Classen was Michael Keane as well. A lot Williams. of players in there were former captains, and the are good characters. You think Pickford, yeah. Keane, Schneiderlin, Rooney, Sigurdsson. Right, you yeah. think to themselves, they are big characters where, they, where they've been, so why weren't they showing yeah. that emotional attachment to 
actually caring that they were getting beat 3 0 at home to Tottenham? You can, be, be, you, you can care, but not necessarily be deflected in you play on the pitch, can you? And, and just, I just it, it, you need four or five of them to, yeah. to gel, don't you, for that, for that to happen? But I, I just thought, just thought, saying. This this sense of half thing's just not happening for me at the moment. And even if Jack comes back, this lack, lack of abs, you know, this absence of a, a quality backup. Well, Fun Fun has Mori's injury. Yeah, something that Algate was, could play yeah. And I don't know what you think, but there was week there was uh, talking about strikers. Nias scored two. Don't go there. On Sunday, but there's talk about Nias. Thinking, what do you think about Nias coming back? People are making out. It's a little bit of a. Uh, I don't think people are actually remembering how how actually. Bad. Bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And not bad, he just wasn't cut out for it, was he? Yeah. Some people are saying he's went to Hull and it's made him a little bit stronger, a little bit sharper, but whether whether or not, he's, he's never going to be an actual Everton quality. It's a literal last throw of the dice, isn't it? It's like, I, I, I think we'll see him possibly on the subs bench in the Carabao Cup. Yeah. And I think he's being brought back into the first team fold as an economic measure. I think by leaving him out in the under-23s, a 13.5 million striker is only going to decrease in value month by month. Mm. At least giving him a bit of exposure and a bit of profile keeps his price you know, artificially higher. Uh, but Ronald Koeman doesn't rate him. Uh, you know, he's brought him back into the first-team fold, but he doesn't fancy him. He's doing it because you know, he feels he has to of necessity. And I don't think we'll see much of him. Because you know, I, I did a piece last week where I talked about his attitude and his demeanour being impeccable. And it has. He deserves absolute credit for that. And you know, he's being talked up spectacularly by David Unsworth for the way he's behaved within the 23s. Top marks to him for that. But he's not good enough for an Everton you know, forward line. It should be for He's on 60 grand a week, isn't he? Well. For the under-23s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just look at it and thinking. Fingers have been pointed in the direction of Koeman and the board for the lack of striker that's came in. It's evidence, isn't it? Now, we went for Giroud. He was our number one target. Yeah. Didn't get him. Ben Techie, second target. Didn't get him. So what was the point? Now, I am with Ronald Koeman in this one and spending 30 to 40 million on your, your third choice striker, your fourth choice. And he's basically yeah. got a fourth choice and fifth choice, as in the ass who's sitting in the under-23s. There's no point in spending 30 or 40 million if you can't get your plan B, your plan A or B. I agree. Well, yeah, I can give a little bit of insight into that because uh, without giving, getting names, uh, I spoke to somebody at the club this week about that and um, Ben Sacchi apparently wasn't that high up the, uh, the pecking order as far as players they were targeting. Giroud was and they thought they had him done. You know, they thought they'd actually agreed a deal and he was on his way and then obviously Mrs Giroud got involved. <laughs> um, but Shuai at Chelsea was a very real, realistic target. Jimenez uh, was a target. And the lads at Juventus, who I can't even say his name, Babacu or something, but you know, yeah, they, yeah, they, they yeah. were names that they all actively targeted. Diego Costa was you know, talked about, but obviously there were other issues you know, around him. But for whatever reasons, all of those targets fell down uh, quite close to the end of the transfer deadline. And exactly what you say there, Scotty, you know, why would you then you know, bring in a lesser quality player for the sake of it when they think certainly one or two of those targets could be available again in January and they'll go mm. back in and you know, sort of renew bids for them? We've done that in the past, haven't we? Where yeah. we, we, we had the plan C and D option, spent what, 15, 10 million on a play, and he's sitting there and he's no good to us. But the concern is, is that from now till January, we've got, what, 20, 20 odd games to play with Calvert Lewin, Sanzo up front. Now, yeah. sorry, leading on to Sanzo as well, the two players that stuck out for me, which we, they were really struggling, and you can, you can tell they're struggling, um, Davy Classen and Sanzo Ramirez. Now, you can't fault their efforts, you, you can't fault it at all, but as in terms of, you can see they've got ability, but as an adapting to the Premier League, they are struggling, aren't they? And one moment that stuck out for me is that Davy Classen gave the ball away, or he got the ball taken off him from the top of midfielder, 
and he put his head down in the grass and just kept it down yeah. there for two or three seconds. Yeah. And you could tell it was like a ruse awakening for him. To, I can't, it was like, I can't cope with this. And no sure, so then, 10 yeah. minutes later, the two of them were dragged off. Is that when he said, tried to do that back heel flick? Yeah, and, he was and just, it didn't work, and yeah. went straight to the space. And his head was in the grass for two or three yeah. seconds, and he, he, you could just sit and mirror himself, thinking, this is just too fast and too yeah. crazy for me. My, my, my worry about him is that, you know, he's, he looks like, like you'd expect from a Dutch footballer, technically very accomplished, um, but it's all one touch every single time. And it's almost like he doesn't really trust himself to get hold of the ball, you know, look up, you know, see what's around him, because it is such an unforgiving environment, the Premier League. It's so fast, it's so frenetic. And it's just one touch all the time. It's passing me. Maybe that's you know, how he played at Ajax. I didn't watch enough of them to yeah. know. Uh, and if so, you know, it seems like an awful lot of money to play on a, play, you know, a continuity player. But you very rarely see him pick the ball up and have a look up and you know, so look what's around him. You very rarely see him have a shot. You very rarely see him go past the player. Um, it just seems like a lot of money for a player who's just like going to you know, knit play together in the middle of the park. One, fan, one, fan, one fan sums him up to me is it just another poor Stephen Naismith. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. what it looks like. Exactly, without the goals. Goals in big games. I mean, the other yeah. player I think on, uh, on Saturday I think is coming for a lot of criticism is Schneider. Yeah, definitely. Who, uh, who didn't cover himself in any glory whatsoever, you know, most notably like the third goal for Spurs, where he just yeah. didn't track, track back Harry Kane. And is this was a discussion point last season with us, wasn't it? Was whether you know whether Schneider and Gay is the right combination to have as two? Are they two sort of alike? But would yeah, you would you have would you have Davis and one of them as your two defensive midfielders? Or even Bessic. Well, yeah. I was, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was looking at the stats for Schneider for the season, and so far this season he's done no key passes. And he's had no shots on target. But he's had no shots at all. Yeah. You know, so I you play I always thought that the when he signed, I always thought it kinda of looked like Gay was like the little terrier who ran yeah. around and Schnarlin was just a composed one, the mature one who sat in. But then this season when you're looking at like obviously he didn't play in the Chelsea game, but when you're looking at Spurs, as you were saying, do you really need him? Because can you remember him touching the ball? Can you remember what one thing that he did on Saturday? No. He's not winning the ball back anymore. The balance is wrong, isn't it? Definitely. You know, yeah, so there's, ba- there's balance yeah. is seemingly wrong right throughout the team. You know, yeah. Williams and Keane didn't look like a good fit. Gay and Schnallen didn't look like a good fit. The whole front four oh, didn't man. look like a good fit. So, you know, and it's got to the point now where we're sitting here after four games <laughs> and we're saying how bad everyone is. That's Let's put you know, a, a line over that one and look ahead. And clearly there will be changes on Thursday night. There needs to be. Yeah. And given the fact that United is only, what, 60 hours later, you know, this is where squad rotation is going to come into it. And it could also be an opportunity to give some of the other lads in the squad you know, an opportunity, um, give some of the players a struggle at the weekend a break. I was trying to name a team myself this morning, and uh, the front five, yeah, you can make you know, every single one of them a change, and you know, it'll be quite bright. But defensively, you're going to struggle to do that because there aren't that many options available. So, go on, let's throw it around the table. Um, who, who would you select to go to Atlanta and get a result? Well, I've heard a lot of shouts. four for the start. I've heard a lot of shouts on social media for John Joe Kenny to come in at right back. Right, and there's yeah. an argument for, I like John Joe. And almost jo- like Joey Barton was uh, Joey in that Raven one. Yeah, sports, he's, a, yeah. he's a really good lad and a good footballer. But ju- I just don't know how I'm back on to Saturday, but I'm not being funny. Ma- the majority of right backs would have struggled with Everton's formation the way they yeah, set yeah. up on Saturday. Because of being yeah. anyone, a yeah. fit Coleman would have struggled against Ericsson and Daly and Davis running past yeah. them. So that's not an argument for Martina at all. I would start with Kenny. I would yeah. have a go with him. What have you got to lose? Yeah, it's a Europa League match and yeah. it's vital, but I think it's a bit of a free pass. Is if and you want in the Premier League, it could be a rude awakening for him playing against an Ali or an Ericsson. Yeah. Whereas in Atlanta, 
they they won't as much as they don't know about us, we don't know about them. So I think that I'd go with John Joe Kenny at right back. I'd have a go with Holgate as a centre half because that's what yeah. his natural position is. I'll play Phil Jagielka next to him. Bit of composure and a bit of experience next to him. And obviously, this is where we're going down the lines of. There's no left you back. You have to play so Baines. So, we're having to again. play Baines, yeah. a 30-odd-year-old yeah. lad, is expected to play 38 yeah. Premier League games, so many cup games. There's no one else to fill in for him. So, the back, I'd go with that as the back four, and obviously, right. Pickford's in goal. Your defence and Gav, would you. Uh, Can I just make a general point on that? Before, yeah. about John Joe Kenny is. Kenny. This new fella, yeah. <laughs> Continental uh, pronunciation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, that he's not good enough to play in the Premier League. No, yeah. but, but at the same time, we're, play, we're talking about players like Kenny and people like that, saying, no, they're playing off the under-23s, put him in the air. Uh, but you don't know what you're yeah, yeah, Kenny, you know, well, who's had a go in the Premier League and done a good okay. job. We know but, the ass is awful. That's the difference. Well, yeah, maybe not the act, but not the... But that, that's, that's the point for me, like judging people on the 23 performances yeah. sometimes. Doesn't necessarily follow, but we don't that know how good they're going to be. On okay, well, that's a fair shot, but it's yeah. a general. This is general point to make about it. You know, is there a bit of an indictment about under twenty threes that you know that Nias yeah. looks you know a level or two above that, but it's not good, good not good enough in the in the first. Team. It is weird actually, yeah, because but, you know old style central league football, you would get a lot more senior professionals playing you know regular football, mm. coming back from injury, you know, so trying to get fitness and what have you, and as a result. Uh, young footballers would learn their trade and would know what it's like to play against senior players. Whereas under 23s, you're playing like minded you know, individuals every week, yeah. other under 23 footballers. Yeah. And now you're maybe not learning as much. And, so, no, and then you've seen the players that are playing against so normally like ones recovering from injury, just yeah, probably yeah. playing half yeah. cocks. Anyway, but no, I think it's just a general point worth making about like the players that people said they wanted in the team. You know, this, you know, mm. uh, this week just and, and going yeah. forward about under 23s. I think Joey Bart made that point, yeah. didn't he? You know? But in terms of, I think Bessage will probably. Yeah, we're just yeah, talking defence at the moment. Oh so yeah, just, I, just, I, just, I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I wouldn't have a problem. Sorry, I wouldn't yeah. have a problem with that back four. Yeah. Go on, Sam. I just don't think that the first Europa League game's the time to be experimenting with Holgate at centre half and, yeah. and an under twenty three right back. And at the risk of sounds a bit naive, they are professional footballers who are on thousands of pounds a week. They do get the best care available. Yeah. You know, you can pick your best team, and you can't really be using it as an excuse. I know it is Manchester United, and they will be fresh. But I think you do have to go for Pickford in goal. Holgate will give you some defensive steel yeah. at right back. Yeah. You play Keane, you play Jagielka, and you play Baines, and you've got yeah. to go. You've got to pick your strong. That must surely be off Saturday's evidence. Yeah. Yeah. Everton's best defence. Well, I'm looking ahead to the United game when I pick a defence, and I'm going to go for Martina, Williams, Keane, and Baines. Largely because I prefer to see Holgate playing at Old Trafford and I prefer to see Jagielka playing at Old Trafford. So, you know, opportunity for some of those players who performed woefully at the weekend, you know, Martin and Williams, to hopefully get that out of the system again. So that's my back four. Midfield, are you going to take that apart? Or? <laughs> well, just, if Holgate came to you, as an, if you were the manager yeah. and as a 19-year-old lad, he said, yeah. boss, I'm feeling a bit knackered off that Thursday. Yeah. Can I stay on the bench? What? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've got to look at them. You've got True. to look at your young yeah. players. Be playing two games in a week yeah. at this stage. Yeah, he'd be one of the first choices. Play two games in four days. All right. Well, further forward, midfield. I mean, this is where you can start to make wholesale changes. I think because yeah. you know there are options available, uh, and I would. You know, for me, the two midfielders, I'd give them both a break and I'd play Mo Besic. Uh, we need to see a little bit more of. 
and Tom Davis, who I love, mm-hmm. and I just want to see a lot yeah. more of him. I thought he was brilliant for the twenty ones uh, down at Bournemouth. He was poor second half on Saturday, where he was trying too hard, I thought, to yeah, make yeah. things happen. Yeah. But you know, I would hold those two as my holders. Gav, I'm along with that. Well, I said Bassett, and I'd say I'd say Davis as well. Really, what's going on? Sam, be different. Come on, we've got a unanimous decision. Not four of them. To be honest with you, that's just a reflection of everybody reads Saturday's game the same way, doesn't it? Really, and everybody appreciates that. Actually, we need to, you know, there's an opportunity here to to reconstruct a little bit. And I think that you probably get a lot of most supporters saying we need to put in a few changes on Thursday because we just can't for a number of reasons because of the United game. But just to like, show, show yourself to do something different. And I think Cuma's got to do that, hasn't mm. he, really? Three above then? Three above. Now, again, I would be quite swinging in the changes here. Um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin would start up top, yeah. you know, because we need to see more of that. I lad. think we're all yeah. in agreement to Calvert-Lewin He's, a, top, he's yeah. just such a good-willing lad who, you know... You can play, you know, more often than yeah. you know, so maybe some of the more Fourth senior game of the season. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Three behind, though. There's so many options here. Um, I, I would probably give an opportunity to Kevin Morales. You know, oh, just to, Plano's know, killing me. Yeah. No, he's, you know, all right. He's got attitude issues. You know, he believes he should be playing elsewhere. Let show it. You know, so get out there and show us what you can do. You know, so give him a start. Adam Ola Luckman on the other side, who seems to be his Europa League. You know, so you know, winger mm. and. Still a young lad, incredible talent, great goal he scored from the 23s at the weekend. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, he's still learning. But, you know, is, you know, a ser- decent Serie A side that seems to learn against, I don't know. But I-, I would certainly give him the opportunity. And then I would stick with Rooney yeah, because mm. he looks like he's benefiting from the games. He's actually, you know, looking sharp as a result of playing more football than he was playing last season. He doesn't look like he's struggling, doesn't look like he's jaded at all. So, yeah, give Sigurds in the break and, uh, and start with Wayne Rooney. So that's, uh, that's my front five. I go with, I agree with two out of three of uh, Preno's shouts. Yeah. And, um, Morales, I just can't have. I, I've watched four or five years of him and he's playing a handful of games each season. Attitude's problem. Plays when he wants to. He's just... He looks as, to me as the most selfish player I've witnessed in an Everton shirt. So would you bomb him entirely? I, I would. Yeah. I would. I, I'm surprised Everton just didn't accept a loan fee from somewhere. Yeah. I really don't. I just think just get him out the club. His attitude's not the best. Yeah. And I just feel as if he'd be no good for for this Everton team. We're looking to try and get into the qualifying stages and beyond and knockouts. But I just don't think Kevin Rallis is the answer. I'd go with Luckman, Sigurdsson and Rooney. Oh, yeah. Luckman, he looks as if he is his Europa League a little... Yeah. A little um, Started go to man, so I go for Luckman and I go for Sigurdsson basically because he needs games more yeah. than anything. And he, as, as we've seen in the, in the last qualifier, he can get you to go out or not. And, and obviously, Wayne Rooney's experienced in Europe, I think he'd be the one who could maybe calm things down if you get him beat 1 0 and you, you, you're, on, you're on the rope, so to speak. So that'll be my three Luckman, Sigurdsson, and Rooney behind Calvert Lewin. Right, Gavner, put your Ronald Koeman coat on and uh, give it's it a bit small for me. That can <laughs> yeah, it's too small, yeah. Aim. <laughs> It's an interesting one, this, isn't it? I think definitely say Luckman. Definitely say Sigurdsson, so from what you were saying. Mm. Um, but I think the Rooney thing it depends on this question about whether he's playing on, on Sunday or he's not. After? Might come he's in. Actually, Sam mentioned earlier, didn't he, yeah, about yeah. Uh, the court case the yeah, next no. day? Will his mind be on that? Is that, that on Monday, is it? Yeah, the court yeah. Case? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's one of the that's one of the things that may come into thinking. We don't know what goes on behind closed doors there, but you know, yeah. there is a possibility that like he, he may he may play Rooney if you know if he's actually not, not playing on the Sunday or actually may want to rest him yeah. and, and, and and play you know somebody like Morales. I mean I'd, I'd see a little points of having Morales here if he wasn't gonna play 
being with the Shouser playing on on Thursday. To be yeah. honest, but yeah, I wouldn't just like just beat him off. And you know, that's well, we, we've enough. had four years of him, Gav. And yeah, what's he done in forty-five years? Yeah. What's he brought to the table? Uh, can well, you yeah, count on, give us five games he's played well in five Every games. now and then. No, you will. Every now and then he will yeah, give you. Definitely get uh, games that he's played well. It's unfair to write. That, that great goal at Spurs, the goal at home to Stoke. Yeah. The one, the, exactly, I was going to say, there was one derby match at Anfield where I was going to say we got beat 4-0. There's been so many in recent years. No, no, Anfield were 4-0 down and everybody was toiling and he was the one player that continued to have a go. Now, admittedly, that wasn't representative. You know, so there have been too many days where he keeps his head down. But that, I don't know, I, I saw something there. I thought, you know, this, this is a player that... I think, that I think, I, I think, I think what you're saying so really is not, not five years. I thought, you're talking about the last two or three years, really. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm going on. Yeah. Listen, oh, if he's throwing a, a handful of games in, we're playing yeah. 38 games a season, he's off forget that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's throwing, what, two or three decent games but in the season? What I'm saying is, he's a player that they've, they've signed on a new contract, haven't he? Was it last summer, was it? The he's summer just, just gone, gone, yeah. yeah, yeah. And a long time deal as well. You know, so... There's no point just leaving on the bench just to make a point. He tried to flog him, didn't he? He wanted them out. Obviously, that was... They, they, never, got, they never got an offer for him. I, I mean, did, yeah. this nonsense about Olympiakos on his shin pads and everything. Olympiakos never made a bid. So, you know, for him to complain that, you know, he didn't say I was going to block the move, but he was very, very sad, he says, because he wanted to go back to his, his old club. They never made an offer. So, you know, what, what can Emerson do? You know, do you know what winds me up more, more than anything about him? The ability that lad's got. Yeah, yeah. He could be oh, yeah. anything he wanted to be. Yeah. Remember pre season? Yeah. You know, he'd done nothing for 40 minutes that game in High Holland and then just top corner. Top corner. Yeah, and that's yeah. what that's what's more. Bit, no, yeah. if the lad hasn't got to go fine, fair enough. He, but that lad has got he, more ability than most and he doesn't he's use a, it. He's a, he's a waste of talent, isn't he? Yeah. And I think that's down to his temperament because he can go either way, can't he? Right foot, right hand side, left hand side. I always thought, yeah. I always thought he'd better down the middle where he could go either way, yeah. you know, rather than stuck out left. But can I just anyway finish my team? So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned Morales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'll have to remember that. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my full backs are no, not me. Uh, <laughs> me. I, what did I say? I said uh, Sigurdsson, uh, Luchman, and that it either be Morales or Rooney, depending on what's going to happen on, on, on Sunday. But Calvert Luna yeah. up top. So if Rooney's playing Sunday. You'd play uh, Morales on, on playing Morales on Thursday. Okay. I, I take Penno's point though that route, you know, this whole cliche that Rooney's actually a better player if he plays all the time. Oh, I yeah. leave him out, but I'd, I'd play, think play Which game is more important to Ronald Koeman, Thursday or Sunday? Well, clearly Sunday, because, you know, Thursday is the first game in a group stage and there's yeah. an opportunity to recover if, uh, you know, things don't go well in that game. Definitely. Whereas Sunday, another defeat in the Premier League and, you know, people start getting seriously jumpy then and start, you know, even though it's against a decent class side, but people start getting, you know, a little bit looking over the shoulders. Yeah, if you start looking at Everton's pictures, yeah. though, Man City away, oh, Chelsea awful. away, yeah, Manchester yeah. United away, yeah. you're on the floor. With two European games, I mean, this yeah. is where... And then they've got like a home European game between two home yeah. Premier League games. Just crackers, isn't it? Yeah. Point, the point is, though, is that when you if you do get three defeats on the run, even if it has been to three boss teams, what what Dave's saying really? Then when you've got like Bournemouth home, say if you don't beat them, yeah. then everything starts building. You're making yeah. games that last season would have been. Yeah, we'll turn up. Lukaku will score, and that's it. And we'll. You know, mm-hmm. you're starting to turn them into big games, then, aren't you? When you when you're down towards the bottom. Well, that was why Stoke was such a big game, anyway, because you know, looking at what was coming on, Everton yeah. had to win that game, and Andy did. I, I'm going to provide an alternative view about which is the more important game. Go on. I think that there's a, there's a view saying like that after the Spurs debacle, one <laughs> one special phrase, it's actually Thursday's massively important because right. if if they get beat on Thursday, yeah. that puts like a massive amount of pressure, doesn't it, on 
on, on, on Sunday's game. If they get a result on Thursday, sort of like get a bit of restore a little bit of morale. And bit, yeah. but, 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 I mean, I think the supporters are hurting at the moment. Yeah. And they, yeah. you know, we give an opportunity to restore a little bit of morale to take into sun, Sunday's game. And I, I think, I think on that basis, as we sit here at the moment, that Thursday is actually the more important game than, than Sunday. Well, is there an argument for then, Gav, that Everton's best chance of getting a Champions League spot is going via Europa League? when they've seen what Manchester United done last season. Now, if you're looking at the Premier League, it'll be very difficult for us to finish above the six that finished above us last season. We're going to be a lot easier for us to go and win the Europa League. But God, not, not easy. It's, it's, not many clubs do that. I know United did it last year and you know, Sevilla have gone you know, close, but it's such a long tournament. And when the Champions League teams drop into it after Christmas, yeah. it's so difficult you to You look at the top teams in it now. Way. I know AC Milan favourites yeah. and then Villarreal. Yeah. But the rest of them, you're thinking... Yeah, but I at think, the moment, but, you know, teams in the Champions League... But just thinking about, yeah. But thinking ahead of ourselves here, just, you, yeah. know, you know, did we look at... See, we couldn't win the Northern Premier League based on, uh, <laughs> based on Saturday's yeah. performance, couldn't yeah. we, like, you know... But to be and, fair, and we think, were playing... It is a case... Sorry to hard back on yeah. to Saturday. It was a case of Everton being bad, but Tottenham being really good, by the way. Yeah, they yeah. are a quality team. I know team. they are, but... Where we expected to be in like Cummins three year plan or whatever, we should be we should be doing a lot better than, than yeah. that, shouldn't we? That, that that's Not that the case the, of this team. That was the worrying thing. No, but that is the case of this team because as we said before, a lot of them just underperformed and that was yeah. reflecting the tactics and maybe buying strategies during the summer. And that's the worrying thing for me. I'm not even the Europa League is not really something that I'm I won't say interested in winning it. I'm not really interested in it. What I'm interested in is getting out of this like sort of trough yeah. that that mm. everybody appears to be in at the moment, and and getting a partner play that everybody's happy with, and then see where that takes us. Since, since we we obviously we beat Stoke and we do against Manchester City, is it? Have we just hit two teams that are actually better than us in Chelsea and Tottenham? Or is it a case of Everton are really bad here? What is the middle ground? I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest. Uh, you know, we've not played well, and they are two very, very good sides that have hit the ground running fairly quickly. Right, we still haven't got Sam's team. Come on, that's a roll, your team for Thursday. I'll throw a curve ball in, I'll, I'll go with Manalis, I think. Yeah. Tony, <laughs> sit down. If you, <laughs> I've left the room. At the end of the day, though, as we were saying there, he signed a long term contract, he's yeah. never played. If you sit him down and go, listen, I'm going to play in these next few games. Yeah. Show me what you can just just show me what you can do. Yeah. He's got to get his head down, and if he doesn't, then you can do what you say. So, don't yeah. you think David Moyes, Roberto Martinez, and Mal Cumin have tried that with him? They could have done, but it's it's pure last chance stuff now, isn't it? You've got to you've got to give him that. Gabe you can't Malone. just be, with the squad contract, you've got at the moment. You can't just be sacking off. Yeah. I I agree with you to that. But is he lucky that in the aspect he's been playing in a Premier League club for four to five years and below average in my opinion and got away with it? He normally, you do, for the foreign footballer to be playing in a top six, top seven team, to have done what he's done in that time, you're very lucky to be offered a new contract, let alone to still be at the club. Yeah. So I, I, I think he's very, very fortunate. Right, Sam, you've got my answer. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go Sigurdsson behind Calvert-Lewin to see him in his best position, see yeah. him in that yeah. number yeah, 10 yeah, role. Shoehorn and people left and right wings. It's never, it didn't work under Martinez. Didn't really work with Moyes. Yeah. Put him in his best position and, and see what he can do. Right midfield while we play, if we're playing Holgate, Rachbach, ugh, right back, mm-hmm. put Lennon in. Yeah, I thought, he, yeah. I thought yeah. he looked good when he came off the bench. Yeah. And again, like, until yeah, January while we're still on the ground, yeah. why yeah. not give him a go prove your yeah. fitness? If you have a brilliant game, it's just another option, isn't it? There's yeah, no definitely. point having these people to just yeah. sit on the bench week in, week out to yeah. drop them. 
And then you've got Calvert Lewin. You've got Luckman to come yeah. off the bench and that. Then if people are having bad games, so, so you've got Calvert Lewin, Sigurdsson, Lennon, and Morales. Morales. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, we'll be back with you at the end of the week to discuss how our selections have done. Or otherwise, we're going to wrap this one up now. Lively stuff as usual. Oh, no, we won't I'm mention Kevin Morales on it. Go for, go on, we'll finish off with predictions then. Um, Thursday on Sunday. No, no, no. We'll talk. We'll be back on Friday to look ahead to Sunday's game. So Thursday only. I think we'll win. Three okay. goals to one. Ambitious, all right. I'll tell you what, Lennon plays on third. Sam will be back, won't he? Obviously, <laughs> that actually this pod, this pod needs someone to say, like, yeah. yeah I'm going to go with one all. That's classic European first game. Well, to be honest, you stole my thunder there. I was going to say 1-1 yeah. one, one as well. We don't know much about Atalanta. They've had a, deep, a dodgy start to the season. But, you know, they've, uh, yeah, well, exactly, yeah. I think they'll both be happy not to lose. So I'll go for 1-1. One, one. Lennon last minute one nil. Oh, I like it. A positive to finish. Right. Thanks for your time, and we'll be back next Friday with a look back into how we've done. Cheers.